This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rana McBerto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being with us. We are here with the one and only Greg Palace. You know, Greg Palace is the one who discovered the voting irregularities in many cities around the country, many states around the country, and he did it in Georgia as well. Anyhow, it's January 6th. Please, 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 Greg, give me your, give me your thoughts on today. What does it mean? Where do we go from here? Well, there's a, a couple thoughts about today. By the way, first, it's a good day for democracy in, in one place. In Kazakhstan, I was in Kazakhstan just a few years ago and was uh, facing arrest and thrown out of the country by the dictator, a guy named Nur Sultan Nazarbayev. And uh, I'm glad to say that today he and his um, kleptocratic family fled. Now, where is Kazakhstan? Um, They have a lot of oil, so you'll find out when the 101st Airborne arrives there to protect the oil fields. But it's a good day where the people have risen up and they're demanding democracy in Kazakhstan. Wouldn't it be nice if Americans were as committed to democracy as people in Kazakhstan in Central Asia? And uh, that's what we're going to have to determine. Uh, I think, you know, obviously uh, the concentration today is on the freaks, the schmucks, the fools that smashed into the Capitol. And I have to tell you what they did was ugly. It was murder because, you know, they literally crushed the skull of a cop with a fire extinguisher. They murdered a cop. Um, and, um, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not downplaying what these, what these idiots did, but they weren't the real threat to democracy. The real threat to democracy was two days earlier when Donald Trump um, forced Mike Pence and others to listen to and read a memo by a guy named John Eastman, a lawyer, who's saying, here's how Trump holds on to power, keeps the presidency and overturns the vote of the Electoral College as well as the popular vote by using in our Constitution. The Twelfth Amendment. Now, most people have never heard of the Twelfth Amendment. You know, you know, the First Amendment about speech. The Second Amendment is your gun and the Fifth Amendment. You can't incriminate yourself. Who's ever heard of the Twelfth Amendment? The answer is this is a special amendment uh, passed uh, just after the original Ten Amendments um, in uh, around 1800 and uh, 1802, something that area. And it allowed if there was a dispute over who the electors were for the electoral college, it would be resolved in the House of Representatives. So the idea for, uh, and it would be one state, one vote. So think about this. There's a dispute um, in 2000 and 2024, just as there were in 2020. But in 2024, we now have a, we have a Republican majority Senate. If uh, that's a real possibility, because it's 50-50 now almost a certain Republican majority in the House. So there's a dispute about the vote in Georgia, because once again, let's say Biden's running for re-election. 
Uh, if Biden runs for re-election and he gets wins Georgia by 12,000 votes, as he did last time. This time you can count on the Georgia legislature. You can count on the Georgia legislature to certify not the Biden electors, but to certify the electors, the Electoral College committed to Trump. Now you're saying, oh, wait a minute. What about our right to vote? Read your damn constitution. There is no right to vote, not one word protecting your right to vote in the United States Constitution, nor its amendments. This is not an oversight. Uh, John Adams, uh, Madison, they were dead set against democracy. Um, they talked about it as the most dangerous form of government. They were looking at the French Revolution, and they decided that the Declaration of Independence, which created the Confederation of States, was too close to democracy. So they needed a document, the Constitution, that would prevent democracy. So as, as one Oxford Don says, the Declaration of Independence gave us democracy. The Constitution took it away. Thomas Jefferson was away in France supporting the revolution. He had nothing to do with writing the Constitution, vehemently opposed it, especially this idea that the public does not choose the president. So we don't have a presidential, we don't vote for our president, electors vote for our president. And in the Constitution, who chooses the electors? Not the public, not the voters, but state legislatures. And so you could very well have Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, where the state legislatures will say, oh, there's all this voter fraud. We're going to overturn. We're going to choose the Trump electors. Let's assuming he's the candidate again. We're going to assume uh, we're going to take on the Trump electors and certify them. And that will make if that doesn't make Trump president, they will dispute the outcome. And then it goes to the 12th Amendment where one state gets one vote. I know this is complicated, but this is your constitution. The constitution should say the voters, the majority of voters, pick the president. But no, it says that the legislatures do. And if that creates controversy, then it goes to the House, where it's one state, one vote. Rhode Island will get the same vote as California. And they have 27 uh, Republicans now control 27 state delegations. So um, Biden could win, would lose, even if he wins the popular vote, even if he wins the electoral college vote. It could be overturned in the House by one state, one vote, figure 23 uh, or 24 votes, say, for Biden, because you include Washington, D.C., and um, one uh, and 23 votes, uh, 23 votes for Biden, 27 votes for Trump. And that's what could happen. Oh, we, need to, we need to clarify something here because this is very important here. Yes. In effect, you are saying that the scheme that they wrote up in, uh, in, in the White House was legal. And not yes. only was it legal, what you're saying is that the only thing they could probably pin on the leaders of the insurrection, the insurrectionists are going to go to jail. Those are the peons that went ahead and did violent yeah. things. Right. What They're you're the saying, yeah, what you're saying is... The implication of this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
of what that theory of, uh, of uh, overturning the election, it actually passes constitutional muster. And the only legal framework that we have is to try to use the federal laws that said, well, when you spoke to that guy saying, give me X amount of votes, now that particular act was illegal. Yeah, but that wouldn't change the outcome of an election. In America, we have this odd business. If you remember, like you said, for those who've read my books, like The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, or seen my film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. In fact, if you go to gregpalace.com, you'll see my latest investigations on vote thievery. The problem is, is that if you steal an election, you're still inaugurated. It doesn't take away your, uh, your, um, your seat. You might go to jail. So like, you know, maybe Trump would go to jail, but that doesn't take away his uh, he can't go to jail if he's reelected, by the way. So, you know, it, it's not illegal. It's not illegal uh, to uh, to ignore the will of the people. What I'm saying is right in our Constitution, the 12th Amendment. And by the way, it's kind of been used. It was used almost immediately when um, 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 uh, Jackson. Andrew Jackson won the presidency, he won the popular vote, he won the electoral vote, but they used the 12th Amendment to deny him the presidency the first time he ran. And, and uh, John Quincy Adams was named president in 1804, though he lost the popular vote and he lost the electoral vote. They used the 12th Amendment and each state got to vote and they voted uh, to put in John Quincy Adams instead of the choice of the public. Uh, later, four years later, Jackson won anyway. But we also had this constitutional shenanigans go on much more recently, because if you think that, by the way, the Supreme Court will step in and say, now that wasn't fair. No, 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 because you've already seen this court. Now it's more conservative. Back in 2000, in 2000, many people know that I did an investigation of that election, the Al Gore versus George W. Bush. What I found is 58,000 black people were wrongly removed from the voter rolls, saying that they were ex-cons felons who at the time couldn't vote in, in Florida. Not one, not one of those people were guilty of any felony. They were only guilty of voting while black. Now that bent the election. But even worse, when it went to the Supreme Court, because Al Gore didn't had that information from me, but didn't use it in the Supreme Court. He wasn't a big fan of mine, uh, still isn't. Um, uh, when they went to the Supreme Court, the the issue in Bush v. Gore or Gore v. v. Bush was that um, the state of Florida under its secretary of state, Catherine Harris, had stopped the vote count when George Bush was supposedly ahead by just 537 votes. But here's what most people don't understand about that case. They stopped the vote count when there were 178,000 uncounted ballots. Most of those, 29,000, the biggest lump, were from Jacksonville, an African-American city. Mostly African-American cities and towns had not completed their vote count. So they were excluded. If you had counted all those ballots, Al Gore won by a very comfortable margin in Florida and therefore should have been president. However, the Florida legislature, and listen to the craziness of our Constitution. The Florida legislature voted to end the count, despite 178,000 uncounted ballots, to end the count and certify the slate for George Bush. 
despite what the public wanted in Florida. So the legislature chose it. And that, by the way, is in the second article of the Constitution. So we've got another danger, as we had in Florida, where the Supreme Court said, well, the second article of the Constitution doesn't say you have a right to vote. It says that the legislature of a state chooses the electors that go to the Electoral College. So once again, not the voters, state legislatures, and that's the legal hook that they used to make Bush president in 2000. So if you think we haven't had an undemocratic coup d'etat, well, what the hell was 2000, Egberto? Yeah, well, you know, that, that is so true. And I, the, the thing about it is uh, you, you lay out the case, but I also say that uh, the, the Democrats as well as Al Gore are complicit in wanting the maintenance of the system because most Americans don't know what you've just thought, what, what you've just stated. If Al Gore went, uh, to put it crazy, bat you know what crazy and started saying, look, what they're doing here is using the Constitution to present us as the undemocratic republic that we are. It's time to have constitutional amendments. It's time to have these types of things. Americans still think this is a democracy. The problem is, I think many plutocrat, plutocratic Democrats are uh, in, complicit in this fraud. Well, yeah, because in the end, there's one party, what I call Hezbe Shekel, the party of the cash. Right. Um, and so the elites, the elites are very concerned about no longer being elite. Uh, if you really had a true democracy, we had direct election of our presidents. We had direct, you know, it wasn't until, by the way, a uh, hundred years the ago Senate, that, we won, yeah. that we won direct election of U.S. senators. That was the same system where the legislators. But it's still fraudulent because the they didn't mind doing that, Greg, because when you have two senators from South Dakota, two senators from North Dakota, Idaho and, I, and these other places, you know that you have misrepresentation with a bias towards you know whom. Well, well think of this. California gets two electoral votes. And if you go to my, uh, my gregpalace.com, you'll see my discussion, right? So you get, excuse me, they have two um, senators, Senator. California, with yes. uh, almost 40 million people. You have Wyoming with a half a million people. Right. Gets two senators. So in other words, one voter in Wyoming has 80 times the political power of right. a voter in California. And worse Bigger than Wyoming is the population of Washington, D.C., which gets zero senators. Right. And, and it's not incidentally an African-American city. So we have Americans who don't get senators. So what we have uh, tiny states with senators equal to the power of the majority of the population of America. You have to think about this. The Republicans, right. it may be a 50-50 Senate. It's not 50-50 at all, yes. At, for population. So it's 50-50 right. Republican Democrats in the Senate because South Dakota and North Dakota get four senators. With you know, We now know from, as we know with Manchin, uh, we now are very aware of two senators from West Virginia who can outweigh the votes of New York, Illinois, and California combined. And how is that democracy? Again, it was about creating a nobility so that it's not surprising that the Senate is known as the Millionaires Club and it's quickly becoming the Billionaires Club so that you have elites very, very panicked in both parties about democracy. You know, it's amazing because David Cobb, once uh, we were discussing the Constitution, he ran for president on the uh, Green Party, 
And we, we, we served together and moved to amend. And he looked at me and he said, Egberto, this isn't a democracy. Do remember, the only thing special about the Constitution is that the Constitution is a capital document. It is a, it, it is a document that's simply there to maintain capital, nothing more. Well, yes. In fact, actually, um, uh, let me see if I can uh, uh, read you... Um... This is the statement of one of our great founding fathers, uh, Thomas, uh, um, excuse me, John Adams, who was the second president of the United States. And he said that he he was afraid of democracy. And that's why he was one of the promoters of the Constitution. Remember, we had uh, George uh, Washington was not our first president. He was actually our fifth. We first had a confederation of states. Right. Thomas Jefferson hated the constitution he was in france supporting the french revolution so he wasn't at the constitutional convention then he came back and said what the hell have you guys done and so therefore he said we have to put some limits on this crazy thing and that was the create and that was the base of the creation of the bill of rights but adams said that democracy is a dangerous thing because it's an instrument of and i'm quoting him now the firewomen badoes which are like um lazy um um, you know, ditto heads, the stage players, the atheists, the deists, the scribblers for any cause at three bucks a day, the Jews and other undesirables who would, quote, destroy all nobles. Again, this is a quote from John Adams. You know, you're going to have all these undesirables now. Um, you know, said that he didn't include black people because they didn't have the vote. But they, they didn't have the, the time, vote anyway. Yeah. At the time, by the way, one of the things he was afraid of was that when the French Revolution uh, um, after storming the Bastille in the French Revolution, that black people in Haiti were named as full citizens of France. Uh, you know, Napoleon withdrew that later, but uh, when he became emperor and democracy ended, but you know, actually, you had this huge uh, number of new African uh, uh, American that you know, was before Toussaint Lavatour, right? Uh, right? And so you actually had uh, uh, citizenship and voting rights for black people during, after, right after the French Revolution. And this was very scary to the Americans, to the American elite. And he says, you know, that's an important point where he says that this type of democracy, quote, will, quote, destroy all nobles. He didn't mean that as a good thing, like we're going to destroy nobility and privilege. He thought that as a dangerous, horrible thing that we are going to destroy the nobles. So they created this constitution where you'd have this Senate and they were thinking of the Roman Senate where you had these, in the Roman Senate, only patricians could serve. Now, remember when they wrote the constitution in most states, you actually had to have property to be able to vote. So they thought, well, if we give the president the power to choose senators, which later changed, and the power to choose the president to state legislators and not to voters, then we can be sure that the landed gentry We'll, we'll do the right thing and give us a nice uh, noble as president. That is amazing. Uh, it is amazing, but I think it is important to note that those who are fighting on January 6th, those who went and invaded the Capitol, little do they know that they were really invading to support people that, have, that doesn't have their interest at hand. Let's close it with, you finishing that particular thought. Okay, the, the, the people, you know, that, that's one of the problems that we do have with democracy, but I'll still take it over any other form of system. 
you can fool as, as a, a, a wiser man than me once said, you can fool some of the people all of the time. And so you have literally these poor guys smashing into the Capitol. Not all of them were poor. As it turns out, by the way, the majority were white collar workers or, or small business owners. That's the majority of people who were arrested and charged in the Capitol attack of the 725 charged so far. And but these are people who really believe that their best interests were served by Donald Trump, the guy who said, you know, let's fight the billionaires, even though he's a billionaire. <laughs> let's fight all their special privileges and tax breaks, even though he had the privileges and tax breaks. It was a con job and we'll always have con jobs and it will always suck in, as Lincoln said, some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time. So that's always the danger. But democracy seems to have this self-correcting mechanism where people can wise up. But that's why this show, your comments, you know, the most important thing we can do, the most important thing we can do, there's my assistant showing up. <laughs> the most important thing we can do is not unstupid ourselves and find out what's going on in this planet from Kazakhstan to the 12th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We're not going to, as Jefferson said, his push for universal education was part of his push for democracy. He said, one thing you don't want to do is have, is have a stupid electorate. You know, I don't know if we've lived up to what you had in mind, Tom, but uh, we're trying. I want, I, I said that was the last question, but I want you to, um, you know, we've been concerned that the, this, the place has been moving progressively to the right, the, the world, uh, pretty much. I, I wanted to address what recently occurred in Chile, where we actually got some progressive movement, maybe a directional change in Latin America. Well, once again, what we had in, in Chile, uh, for those, uh, we just had the election of a left-wing president after years, after several decades of kind of neoliberal presidents, not always conservatives, some were very, um, would be considered, uh, you know, equivalent politically to Joe Biden, you know, kind of uh, middle of the road Democrat types. But they've never had, but they haven't had a radical in half a century since Salvador Allende was elected. And killed, and, yeah. Yeah, and killed. So for those who don't know the story, back in 1970, on September 11th, 1970 to be exact, um, a coup directed by Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon from the U.S. We now have all the cables and everything overthrew the government, the elected government of Chile, because the elected government of Chile was run by a, uh, a duly elected member of the Communist. He was a socialist and he um, nationalized the copper mines and the electric system and the phone company which were owned by American corporations. And therefore we ended up saying, well, we like democracy, but not if it impinges on, on the profits of our corporations. So we overthrew that government and thousands of people were murdered who tried to defend democracy. And so now in Chile, we see the resurgence of the reaction to that kind of, it was a coup d'etat that was not only political, but it was corporate. You basically had the corporations overthrowing a government that was in their way. And now there is finally a reaction against it. And that's uh, and that's extraordinary. And we're going to see that throughout Latin America. It goes back and forth. I expect uh, right now we have this uh, ultra right uh, anti-vaxxer 
president of Brazil named Bolsonaro. I think he won't be lasting. I think he makes it, yeah. Yeah, and I think that you're going to have the return of the socialist leader uh, who is very popular and very successful, Lula. Lula. So, yeah, so I do think that uh, that the world is is wising up to these so-called populists, populists who are anti the populace, <laughs> rich guys who are like saying, no, don't you don't want worker protection. We got to cut here, man. We got to cut here. I, I am. Okay. I can't wait for. Uh, yes, Da Silva, uh, Lula Da Silva. I can't wait for him to get reelected in, in Brazil. But anyhow, Greg Palast, author of How Trump Sold, Stole 2020, he almost did it. 44,000 votes. He almost did it. Hey, buddy, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. You keep doing what you do because we need your work out there. Thank you so much. Go to gregpalast.com and I'll be back with you, Egberto, anytime you want. Thanks a lot. Bye. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.